Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Phil. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And we are back here, 93.9 DeVille, ESPN 680, 105.7. Uh, Dan McDonald sending me the team poster here for the day in the break uh, for uh, the Tuesday matinee today. Uh, as they are in action, that game will be on uh, 970. Our partner's over there at 3 o'clock. They take on Eastern, so uh, you can come on out there. And, uh, you know, as it's a weather sp- I go to our meteorologist, Mark Blankenbaker. What's it supposed to be like this See the hourly forecast here as I'm pulling it up here on weather.com. Looks like it's going to be 66 degrees, only an 18 percent chance well, there you of go. rain and and uh, some uh, some some clouds. But you know, throughout the game, 66 to 66 to 67 degrees. So, okay, there you go. Yeah, but no. We'll be back uh, a little bit later on with the extended forecast here on uh, right. on ESPN. Uh, you want the derby forecast? Uh, no, 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 no. I don't need your damn. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. That's how I got your damn derby forecast. Um, so we'll uh, we'll talk to you here two six seven nine six. 680 uh, is our number to get in uh, if you'd like to do so. Um, I, I, so we were coming back from break. We're seeing this call that the, the refs missed last night and, and came out and said, we, you know what? We missed a call there with eight seconds to go um, that should have been called. And, and, and I, don't, I think that makes it a much better – I can't believe that wasn't called. But. That's not foul? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and so they right admit they the got guy. it wrong. You know, I, look, it's a story, but it's – it feels like less conspiratorial. Like, you know, when nobody says anything, if they were just a colleague, be like, oh, oh, the fix is in. And they're like, nah, we screwed up. We screwed up. Uh, that was us. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. Our bad. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the referees, they have kind of a <clears throat> culture of protection. They won't they won't ever tell on each other. And then they're even their their, their coordinator of officials really protects them. I, I just think that the NBA is kind of showing you that, it's better. Well, it's like the NFL injury report. Yeah. If you try to hide the information, now that information has value to someone. When you just go, here you go, here's your injury situation. I always love when Rich Brooks did it. Rich Brooks he had that NFL background at UK. The first thing he would do at every Monday press conference, tell you who, who what, you know, you know, Smith, shoulder, probable. You know, and would, and would go, and there you go, okay. All right, there's, there's the injury situation for the everybody. Big Ten, the Big Ten uh, mandated an injury report mm-hmm. in the league this year in Big Ten games uh, because they couldn't do it whenever they're playing the Pac-12 or the SEC or whatever they're doing. But, yeah, I think that's probably something that if you're, if you're talking about college football or college athletics in general, the, uh, the, the injury report, I think, for, from a gambling perspective, and then also just to get the, the, you know, all the conspiracy stuff out. 
uh, of sports as much as you can. You know, having an injury report would be would be yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's the way they they attacked it. I kind of like that. We'll let you hop on in here. Two six seven nine six eighty is the number to get in. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see. If we had any? Um, what's under? I can't find my sheet of lies. I've uh, created created one, and now that all the different various locations of the notes app. Um, struggling with. We've got some Kenny Payne sound from last night. Um, see which one. Um, did you see UofL's um, building a, what's a $91 million project behind Speed School? Did you see that? What is – I don't know what the – it's a. Can it's you a, tell me a little more about it? So, no, yeah, I guess so not. It's like, a what new are they hub for yeah. a next-generation, uh, like, I guess, extension of Speed School, and it's going to be like an education and research facility. It's going to be four stories, 115,000 square feet. Uh, you've probably seen that space behind Speed School over there in Eastern Parkway where they built, like, the – like it's, like, in between us and where baseball is, and there's, like, that huge – there's the overpass that they okay. built, the overpass that, that goes nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You've seen that? That's where this is going to go. It's going to be okay. $90 million project. When was that Target? I don't care about any damn projects. Where's that Target that's supposed to be across yeah, the street the from us? And the hotel. The Target yeah. and the hotel. Yeah, I don't Wait, believe any of this till I see it. Yeah. It was like three years ago. Yeah, we're building a Target right here. How? That where are you crazy. at, Satchel? Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> president Satchel. No. Oh. <laughs> but I think that was That's a- the president's name? Kim Satchel. Yeah. Okay, good that I don't know that. Right, and now you know. Good, good that I don't know that, because for so long our presidents were front and center with oh, scandals and everything else. Thank I think it's a good not. thing I don't know the, the president. It is a great thing. But, no, I think that's a private developer that I don't know. They announced the project, and then they've never <laughs> – the Andre yeah. and Tank connection still operates. Yeah. It's the UofL cockroach. <laughs> we know what's going on there. Let's Have you ever tanned over there? I might go tan. Mark? I'm going to go tan. If you go there and tan, don't ever set foot back in the building. <laughs> what no. if I wipe it down like, Mark, what, I, with the Clorox? Mark? I think yeah. you got to do it and you got to vlog it. We got to put it on ESPN Louisville Plus. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I've never even been in the building. I want to put that blue light on you the second you get out of there. <laughs> the blue light? Or <laughs> black light or what is it? What's the yeah. one with like yeah, CSI yeah. and I they can see all the about, germs oh, and everything? Gosh. Yeah, that's the only way. That's the only way we're doing it. I think I need to go, I think I need to go and surveil it. The John Bowl should surveil it. That would be good. John Bowl figure out what you the You know someone who owns tanning franchises. You're right. If you want to tan, go there. But it's right across <laughs> the street. Go, Rick. Did you hear that? <laughs> you hear that? You hear that, Rick? Well, if Suntan City was across the street, I'd know that it would uh-huh. be good quality. Suntan City was across the street. It wouldn't look like that. No, and it wouldn't look like that. <laughs> and they wouldn't have laundromat inside of it either. Yeah. Probably going and see which part-timers are working that day if it was across the street from us. <laughs> um, and now I think about it, we got to talk about that. Um, yeah. That's, that's um, Kenny Payne last night with, with Paul. Um, it's, uh, let's go to number seven there. Just on the general story of the day yesterday, which was, uh, was fans storming the court. Coach, was a hot topic brewing in college basketball these days, and I uh, thought I'd get your take on it, and it's timely because uh, it had a great, it had a bearing of some degree, we'll know later on your game tomorrow night, with Kyle Filipowski's status unknown after being injured during uh, that now famous or infamous court storming yeah. at the end of the Wake Forest, North Carolina game. Everybody has an opinion. I don't know what can be done specifically, but I'm I'm sure you've given it some thought. Any any ideas spring to mind that you could help us out here? Well, for me, when I, I think about the situation, the first thing that comes to mind is protecting the opposing team, um, making sure that you get that team off the court before you storm the court. Um, you don't want a situation where a group of people are running on the court and bumping into the opposing team and 
the guy's trying to protect himself, he gets hurt or whatever, punches thrown, anything can happen. All control is now lost when that goes on. Um, so to me, you want to protect the players. You want to protect the opposing team. You owe it to them to let them get off the court and then celebrate with your team. Um, that would be my first my first thing thought of it. I, I think everyone would agree with you. Uh, and, and the problem I don't think is necessarily with the teams and the coaches. It's how do you hold back thousands of kids who storm the floor when you've got maybe 10 security people there. I, I don't know. Well, you definitely <laughs> got to beef up security. Yeah. Um, and you got to make sure that nobody's allowed to get on that floor until the one group is mm-hmm. off the floor. Because um, that's dangerous. Um, and let's just play the next one because it goes right into it with Caitlin Clark, right? I think I think the next one was more Injuries are going to happen in this, and I, I feel like they they got to get some way to get a handle on it. Well, um, it's a hot topic yeah. right now, Paul, and I just watched clips before coming on the show of the young lady that plays at Iowa. Yeah, Caitlin Clark, when she, she yeah. got hurt, mm-hmm. and I watched over and over again all day. They've been showing Filipowski. Um, you know, we got to protect – these young people, these athletes that are performing and allow them the respect to get off the court um, in a way where they're not being harmed or threatened and then celebrate with your team then. So, yeah, I mean, that's not, there's all for, I, I hope he, would hope he had seen the Caitlin Clark stuff before <laughs> before then, but, um, yeah, I just, nobody, has, nobody has an answer for what the, what the best thing to do is. One of the solutions I heard uh – when you listen to the College Football Inquirer, uh, make the fine payable to the collective of the team you just stormed. Ooh, so I like that idea. $50,000 fine. You just gave them. You just gave them a really great player. I like that. Yeah. Was it worth it then? Yeah, yeah. I still don't know if that's a deterrent. I think the deterrent is y'all can't go the next time um, they play. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that, though. But I do like the idea of, like, we play Kentucky or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, we're not going. We're not going to give Kentucky. They better not storm the court here anyway, period. I know, but we might storm the field if we yeah. play Notre Dame. Well, like, yeah. we, we storm, like, if we did it against Notre Dame, Notre Dame gets a quarter of a million dollars in mm. their, to their Irish fund. I, I st- still think they would have stormed the field. Yeah, but maybe the next one's five hundred thousand. I don't know. I, I you know still think I mean? that was such a special moment that 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 uh, that you that you do that. If all court storms or field storms were like the one we had against yeah. Notre Dame, this wouldn't be an issue. Uh, okay, our, but our, that our was sort of action. Let's not act like we were so civil that we planned it that way. They lucked into that. Well, we were killing them. We knew it was yes, happening. Yes. And, and 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 then there was like a lot of delays. That's leading what I'm up saying. To it. it was very <laughs> slow. Yeah, the ending of the game is. Uh, let's uh, let's get to Nate up first. Uh, Nate, welcome in. I three the Villa ESPN six eighty. So since he's so passionate about this, you think that's why he's been tanking all these games so we ain't got to worry about storming the court? <laughs> you know, I was thinking the other day, you know when Louisville will have returned when somebody storms the court against them. That's right. That's a long ways away. Making the tournament's one thing, but Come that's a long Come on with it. Come on with it right now. Storm <laughs> the court. Empty the whole stands on the yeah. floor. You know, you know we've made double it. Double dog dare you. <laughs> when Wake Forest As storms the court against Louisville. You ain't got to worry about nobody storming no court at all. No, uh-uh. no. Mm-mm. Not even a one-man oh. storm. The only thing he needs to be worried about is people storming the transfer portal to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Y'all <be> <laughs> yeah. All right, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. very far away from that. and it, it, you know, it, But that's when they're fully back. 
totally. I mean, let's remember, mark that down. This is a, you know, big story's last couple of days. The next time Louisville gets the court stormed against them, over, under, five and a half years. Under. I go over. I think that's a long rebuild to be that good and that respected. No, I think if we hire the right person, yeah. you know, and that and that remains to be seen, if we'll be able to get said yes to, if, yeah. if Josh would go after kind of a big name or if he wants to... Yeah, you're right. If you, you know, hire the right guy, it better happen in under... Yeah, right. you're right. Like it, I think, and I have the opinion that if Louisville hires Chris Beard, they'll be in the Final Four within three years. And so if, if that's happening, you know, under... Because we're going to be one of those teams that it has to be dealt with. I think you could be there with Scott Drew too. I think yeah. Scott Drew is uh, really, really good. I struggle with you know Final Four next number of years because there's so many single variables. Yeah. In fact, you know if they're a one seed in the next five, okay, that's something you can say sustained success over the course of the season leads that it's no guarantee mm-hmm. of tournament success because. Bleep happens in a tournament. A lot Zion of times. Williamson got eliminated. Yeah, for, you yeah, know, it, right. before the final four, and that was a, and R.J. Barrett, yeah, and, and one uh, other pro. Who's the other yeah, pro on the that other team? One, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish. Zion Williamson. Yeah, Cam Reddish. And, Thank you. And Trey Jones. That young mind, man. That young memory. That's yeah. good, right there. He just doesn't have as much stuff that's cluttering. Hard drives up there. not his yeah, playing room. Yeah. <laughs> Very clear, uh, open that, mind. Yeah, very clear. Open haven't have killed enough brain cells yet. Yeah, wait to get middle age. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean there are a lot of really great teams that never made the Final Four. I'm just saying a Final right. Four worthy team. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. That, I, I, there's just no there. way to say that. But but it's a, a top two seed. You're yeah. saying yeah, something. You think like in three that. years they can be a top two seed? I do. Tournament. Yeah, with Scott Drew, with Chris mm-hmm. Beard, maybe with Nate Oates. Nate mm-hmm. Oates. Nate Oates rides this weird defensive wave. Like his defense is either incredible mm-hmm. or awful, and I don't know uh, why that is. If you look him up on Ken Palm, it kind of you're just like he's kind of the Howard Schnellenberger of <laughs> of of, of, uh, of basketball. Where like they're gonna peak in Valley, yeah. You know, and and Richard's kind of like that too. Richard is a peak yeah. In Valley. That was a Valley the other night against Air Force. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, we are 25 days away from the Lou City uh, home opener and uh, Jonathan Lintner is on the line with us from Lou City because there's a number of other things going on that are going to be announced today. So Jonathan, welcome in. Good morning. It's great to be the home of Lou City once again. Yeah, yeah. I was just calling in to, to I guess, are we formally announcing at this point? Is, you know, that, just, is that what we're doing? Like we, we, <laughs> we do this call every year and, and we just kind of say, yeah, we're, we're doing it again because this is the home of, of Louisville City. Uh, so today at one o'clock, the uh, United Soccer League, which is, which is our league, will announce the broadcast schedules for the year. And the easiest part is always radio because if we're playing, it's on 680 and 105.7. And, uh, you know, we're always pleased to partner with ESPN Louisville and, and just be part of uh, the big sports family you guys have put together. You know, we feel like we're right in the middle of it. And, and you know, it feels like this thing gets a little bit bigger every year. Uh, the more people that can go to games and experience games and, and realize, hey, that's that's pretty cool, or I didn't know I could have that much fun at a soccer game. So, uh, you know, appreciate all that you guys do, and then we're excited to do this for another year. Well, it's, it's been a great partnership, one that, you know, we worked on for a number of years before it even uh, materialized. And, hey, the good news is we have a soccer specialist now producing the show. You know, Chase is from, like, soccer royalty coaching in this town, yeah. you know. So he can do all the we questions. We got a correspondent yeah. and everything. I mean, you got, we got, you, got, you got soccer coverage every day. So, so we can say we've got a sideline reporter, right? We don't have to know. <laughs> we'll go down the sideline. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think there? Yeah, we're all counting on you, Chase. You know, we're all we're all yeah, counting on you yeah. the specialist for this. So, I'll, I'll take it up. Yeah. I can live with it. So that's our that's our guy. So, but uh, man, I, when I got on your website and I'm like, God, that really is 25 days away. The opener, just your 
you know, th- you say something sneaks up on you. Signs that, of spring. That does right there go, wow, we, we really are that close to the soccer, you know, outdoor soccer season. Yeah, I mean, the season's definitely gotten longer over the years. But they've done a good job of, of getting rid of a lot of the Wednesday games. Uh, you know, it's just proven that if we play at home on Saturday night, that's going to get us the largest crowd. So the, the league is kind of catered to that, and that, that naturally makes the season a little longer. I was looking down, and it's like the championship game from now on is like Thanksgiving weekend. And I'm just like, mm. when did this happen? Because it used to end in September and then October, and now we're going almost to the end of November. But uh, it, it's a fun year. I mean, it, you have your ups and downs, and, and we feel like we've got a really good group this year. Uh, you know, coming off last season, which was not exactly what we're used to, uh, you know, lost double-digit games. But then again, you put it all together at the end, you, they still made the conference finals. So I think we've got enough new guys in. And, and the theme seems to be you bring new guys in who have individually done great things in the league, but they're coming here because they want to win something. And we think that, that that's going to bode well for us in terms of just the, the culture of the locker room and just how bad the, the new guys want it while you mix it in with some guys who have kind of been there, done that. Yeah, and you, back to the thing you said about the schedule. I mean, I'm, I just scrolled through it. It looks like, what, you maybe got one home weeknight game and one or two on the road. I mean, you're right. They really have essentially gone to just – Going away, I guess. Have they done? Have they taken away those games and just extended the season to have more Saturdays? Is that what's going on? Correct. Yeah, we, we still have a few Wednesdays. Um, you know, we've got one, I believe, in May. Uh, one later in the season, September, October, and then we've got a Friday night. Uh, but we did a really nice job, and I think it was more luck than anything because our schedule comes out before U of L football. But there's almost no conflict with U of L football home games this year on the Loose City schedule. Um, that was one that. We definitely share an audience with. Uh, you know, we had a game last year on the Notre Dame game, and that was you could you could see in the stadium that I think a lot of people went to the Notre Dame game, and rightfully so. Uh, so you know, we've been able to avoid that conflict for the most part, and you know, obviously and unfortunately, there's really nothing to worry about this spring. Uh, you know, I hope the baseball team can can obviously you know kick it up a notch from where they they've opened the year, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it, it seems like. It seems like we get a little more momentum when, when the, there's not a lot of basketball to talk about other than who's going to be the next coach. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're just a few <laughs> weeks away. And March 23rd, that, that home opener you mentioned, uh, we played Pittsburgh, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So it's going to be a good game. And it's our 10th anniversary season. That's been the, the big theme of everything is, is like, mm-hmm. wow, this has been here a decade. And just kind of celebrating, you know, you've got kids that have grown up at these games. People have met their friends. It's something they do with their family. And, and you know, just a lot of – a lot of good vibes around this thing having, you know, made it, really. I mean, you go back yeah. to, to playing baseball in a soccer stadium, it was always a question of, you know, would this be sustainable? Would it make it? And it's it's made it, and it's not going anywhere. Yeah, when I mean, you said that sometime back that it was the 10th, I was like, that's, that's come on, you're adding up wrong. It can't be 10. It is 10. I was like, wow. And how long in, in – in this state, it was 2020 when this opened, or was it a year prior? Yeah, yeah, right during COVID, like perfect half half. We, Yeah, we've been <laughs> in the stadium as long as we were at the baseball stadium, which is also crazy to think about because those that is. years at the baseball stadium seem to tick by a little bit slower. So, Wow. Um, and so now I'm looking, you guys are away on Thunder, right? But you guys are open um, for Thunder as well for, for viewing or, or no? So, so Racing Louisville has a home game on Thunder, so that'll be a first for okay. us, and we're really looking forward to it. We, we've opened the stadium for Thunder the last two seasons, but we've never had a game. Um, and, and so Racing Louisville is going to host a, a game at 5 o'clock on Thunder. 
If you're a season mm. ticket holder, right. you get the whole Thunder array, and then tickets start at $25 for everybody else. Um, you know, stadium gates open at like noon. Uh, you get a wristband for the day. We'll have some live music between the game and the fireworks show. Um, that's that's an event that has really grown. Like if the weather is good, that is like the place to be. And, and that's you know, I, I've grown up here. I've watched Thunder from everywhere that you can watch it, and and had a really good time, especially two years ago, being able to watch it at the stadium because you're you're close enough to be in it, but you're you know also far enough away to get out of it and <laughs> that's, yeah that's right what i've learned is kind of the key uh but it's a great view of the fireworks and obviously like i said you get the wristband so you can kind of go uh, in and out of the stadium all day as, as you want uh, absolutely well um yeah again go bluecity.com there as well and um and yeah it's it's um it's gonna be uh gonna be a big season and again i'm just i'm, I'm just 10 years just doesn't even seem like <laughs> it's amazing. And I love how the standard is last year. It's like, ah, this team, eh, I don't know. They're going to do in the conference finals, <laughs> you know, or whatever yeah. it was at the end. You guys have set a pretty tough standard for yourself. Yeah, I mean, that, it's, it's awesome, though. Um, you know, even back in the early days, it, that standard was just always there, um, and, and we definitely don't take it for granted because last year, like you said, I mean, it just it seemed like a real slog, and then you look down and everybody's, like, still – Every game we play, the opposing team's fans are like, we want to beat Louisville, you know, and, and it's like we didn't necessarily have the team, but we had the reputation, um, you know, and, and to go off what you guys are talking about, we did we did not get court stormed, we did not get pitch invaded last year, so we, you know, <laughs> hopefully but, we can get back on that level uh, to where somebody wants to run on the field after they beat us, uh, but, but I don't see us losing a whole lot of games this year. Um, and again, great attendance. I'm just looking what uh, ten thousand five hundred roughly last year. If I'm looking through seventeen games, uh, yep. I mean attendance just it amazes me that it's at it's it's that that big a number. And I would guess with the more games on Saturday you have, that number may even grow this year. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 thinking that it can get better. It's 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 really a weather dependent crowd. Um, you know, look, mm-hmm. I, I I would acknowledge that we have our diehard fans and we have a lot of casual fans, and then we have some people who just want to go to a nice place and, and have a beer and enjoy a game. And, and so you, you put all that together, you need the weather, you need good promotions, and you need good scheduling. And, and you know, I know we've got two of the three. Uh, we just need it to be sunny. And, and I think that, yeah, we, we can get over 10,500. Our, our advanced sales have been, been pretty solid this year. Um, season ticket holder base is holding really strong. So, um, yeah, we're, we're excited and, and hopefully – you know, you look back at last year, we did not win a lot of home games. And that used to always be the, the constant for Louisville City is if you come out to your first game, you're going to see this team score a few goals. you got the light show, the crowd, and you say, okay, this is something I definitely want to come back to. And we didn't really even have that momentum last year, and we were still getting some big crowds. Had like 12,000 on a random Wednesday last year. So, uh, you know, it feels like we're, we're getting there, and it grows, like I said, just, just a little bit more every year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, congratulations on, you know, back here at year 10. And is there anything, like, just real quick, anything for fans that would be any different this year? Anything to look forward to? Or, I mean, they kind of know what they're getting out there, or is there anything new to let people know about? You know, I, I think it's pretty standard by this point. But for anybody who's new, I would always point you to, we always do a $2 beer happy hour before every single game. Like, the gates open a little bit early. Um, that's been a huge fan favorite. And, and, you know, if you get in earlier, you're obviously not going to be waiting in any lines and, and all that. And then we, we've also got our, our whole promotional schedule done for the year. So you can go on our website and see all the different giveaways, all the different theme nights that we'll be doing for the year. We're, we're way ahead of where we normally are in, in that area as well. So I think you put all that together. We've gotten better at the match presentation and, and all that good stuff. And I, I just feel like we're, you know, it's, it's very much a, you'd say like a proper soccer club, um, you know, just from mm-hmm. the, the vibe that you're going to get from the having the youth academy in the building, having the pro women's team, the pro men's team. You know, if you were a soccer fan and you like the 
English Premier League, but you don't come out to Little City Games, or you watch the World Cup, but you don't come out to Little City Games, just do it. Uh, I mean, I know it's not necessarily the level that you think you need to be watching, uh, but, but these guys are good. Uh, they're really good, and, and I think it, it shows, especially when you get in the stadium, that it's it's a really legitimate sports atmosphere that we've been able to build. All right. Well, uh, definitely congratulations, and uh, looking uh, forward to another uh, great season, uh, Jonathan. In 25 days to go, we'll be talking plenty more about it. All right. Sounds great. Thanks. Appreciate it. Jonathan Lindner, Loose City. So, yeah, they're back with us once again. They're great to work with. I can't tell you how quick our meeting was to redo the radio rights. It's like, yep, yeah, we good. You want to run it back? Yep. All right. Just uh, I'll just change the date on last year's document, and uh, we're good to go. Then we're ready I mean, to That's rock. the kind of people yeah. you want to do business with. You Absolutely. Know? Um, that's, well, that's, why, that's how we roll it. That's why people like working with us, because we're simple. We're not some big screwed-up corporation. We just, here you go. This is it. Let's do it. I want to charge you more every single year. No. <laughs> it's, good, it's a good partnership. Let's run it back. Run it it's back. not that hard. It, uh, so. and it's great to chat with them. And now we have Chase. That's right. That, Chase, I think there's a lot of pressure on you this year you know, to be the soccer contributor without going towing that line of going too far. But I think you know that line. So I think, I think yeah. you're the man for the yeah. job. Yeah, I, I mean, I do pay attention a lot more to European soccer and, and mm-hmm. youth. But, yeah, yeah, I can – Give so you're a bit of a takes. soccer snob is what it sounds like to the me. The finest there. meats uh, and cheeses of soccer, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, uh, that's great. Um, all right, well, we'll continue along here. Happy to have them back. 267-9680. Text away UPS Jobs text line 437-9680. Uh, we've got trivia brought to you by Global Furniture coming up uh, in the next uh, hour, about an hour from now. Um, we're here at my house because they cleaned it up at Made Pro. Uh, you go to madepro.com, MadePro Louisville. You hear, you know, I love when you hear the voices of the people that own the business and you hear that in the commercials uh, for for made pro and again i experienced firsthand friday they just i mean i'm just watching places that they're clean i'm like oh people clean that i mean I'm, when the woman cleaned the microwave i mean i almost shed a tear really i almost like i mean oh, where you're gonna lose the seasoning the microwave the microwave seasoning no i don't want seasoning in my oh. microwave tear of happiness mark yeah, happiness. happiness. Oh, happiness here. I yes. thought it was like a tear. What are you blogging sadness? about over there? Blake Baker's mid blog. No, no, I'm not mid blog. <laughs> yes. no. looks like you're blogging. I'm not mid blog. No. <laughs> Tears. I'm on why a gambling you, website. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. <laughs> I got Blanket Maker turned on to something that yesterday he got went down the rabbit hole of this, missed our meeting, which was across the hall. Yeah. Dieter goes, I've got to go to this meeting. And I was like, to, okay. To the on air meeting we now have every Monday that have, I just emailed about, about 10 minutes have ago. Have fun in there. <laughs> Back to the analytics website. <laughs> Back to the analytics website. <laughs> Hour later, I don't think he's blinked. No, come out. I was locked That's in. That's why I called him this morning. I'm like, you know, we're at my house today for Made Pro. <laughs> yeah. Why would you ask? Well, I thought the analytics site might have got you again. <laughs> Go to a dark place down there. No doubt. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, they did a great job clean, cleaning it up. I mean, it's just, again, places they're cleaning. I'm like, I didn't know you're supposed to do that. All right, cool. Cool. Glad you all yeah. do. Um, but, yeah, so, um, again, a lot of things in my house, I have nothing to do with how great they end up being like the home theater, RGB. Red, green, blue, you need to get, um, you know, your uh, you know living room revamped when we get ready for the NCAA tournament. You want to be able to get that YouTube channel with the four boxes on it that will have all four games at the same right. time. That will be the greatest day ever of that. Um, and, frankly, that's how the RGB partnership started. I was like, I want to be able to do that on my TV. That was like six years ago. You could do it. It it took a little bit, and I used it maybe four times. But everything else um, that we did after that, uh, it was—I mean, it wouldn't have happened without them, you know, coming in and doing the stupid right. thing I wanted done. They even kind of told me, I was like, oh, you can do it." 
all right. Yeah. And then he goes, I don't think you use it much. We're like, no, 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 I'll use it. I know. You know he goes, you know you're going to have to turn. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then never use it. Now the never YouTube thing. It. But every – so my point is, what Kyle tells you, do. If do. he says speakers up top, yes. You know, yes, speakers, the sound, uh, all that matters uh, the most for me. And if you are somebody who is remodeling a room or building, let them get in there before you have finished that up. Because uh, if they can pre-wire it, it's going to open up so many possibilities for you. So – it's RGB, red, green, blue, RGB, hometheaters.com. And tell me here to talk about him here on The Dino Show. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Live from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. That, that's good. This place, I, my home is fresh and clean, thanks to uh, the folks at Made Pro. Chase, again, that was, that was bravo. I mean, that was, that was yeah, that was a great. good one. That's a good one. At first, I thought maybe is this for our next guest because he's you know always looks so fresh and so he clean. Does. Luke Hancock and and uh, but you know it's for the house here. Made Pro Louisville took care uh, of that for us uh, for me and um, but but uh, yeah, it's great. So Luke Hancock is on the line with us. Sent me a, a cool picture from Madison Square Garden. So it sounds like you had a pretty good time over the weekend, Luke. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, MSG uh, rarely disappoints. I will say the renovations they've made over the years. Uh, that place has just gotten kind of cooler and cooler. And then I'm not a New York City guy in terms of, like, uh, I would never live there. But it's a pretty fun place to visit. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, I would say it looked fun the other day. What did you – so you were up there with a crew of people or, or what were you with the St. John's game? Uh, what was that all about? Just wanted to see them? Yeah, no, I um, – there were actually two Sunday games in a row. They played Seton Hall Sunday uh, the weekend before. And I was pretty happy I missed that one because they did not play very well. Um, and but having back-to-back Sunday games, I was kind of trying to choose if I could make a few of them. So uh, the noon game against Creighton at MSG, um, especially after Creighton's big win against UConn, felt like um, that was a game I wanted to get to. So did college basketball all day Saturday. Uh, left the studio about 10:30 and made a two-hour drive or so into the city, and then woke up, met up with uh, the Minardi boys and some of oh, boy. kids. <laughs> and I uh, had a good old time and then hit the game at noon. Um, we went to a little spot afterwards and uh, a bunch of the Patino family and, and uh, just a bunch of coaches, supporters, I guess, um, were hanging out afterwards. So I got to spend some time with them and then uh, made my way to LGA and came back home on Sunday. Nice <laughs> it's, a pretty, it's a nice uh, itinerary there. So what, what do you notice about your old coach? What's, anything different about him? It's the same? What's, uh, what was your observation? 
Um, you know, I thought it was awesome, first off, that he went with the white suit. I know I heard some uh, post-game comments about him deciding he wasn't going to do it for a while. And I will say um, it was not quite the, the full, sick Armani suit that he used to pull out. <laughs> um, but I don't know what his record is in that white suit. That That's way uh, deeper dive into the analytics than, than I'm ready to do. But um, you could just tell that they had a confidence about him going into that game. And you wonder where it comes from, right? Because we all know Coach P is a mastermind of using the media, but there were a couple weeks there talking about wanting to jump in a frozen lake and get hypothermia <laughs> after a loss, and he's never been more miserable and those kind of things. And, of course, I mean, without a doubt, the next week he's going to be top 15 Creighton after their win. So mm-hmm. um, I just thought they played with a ton of confidence. I love the way – uh, Jenkins was responding to coach when he's getting on him. He's, he's looking right at him. He's giving him a yes, I got you, coach. We're going to get it done. And then goes out there and executes. And, you know, they were hitting shots going right at Ryan Kalkbrenner, who is one of the best defenders in the country, certainly in the Big East. And uh, I was just really impressed. Toughness about him, um, hit shots. The game was awesome. And uh, the environment was great. You know, I heard Ryan was telling me that. Uh, the UConn game, that it was absolutely incredible in there. And it was still great for, for Creighton, but a noon game on Sunday, not not quite the same as a, a sellout. Yeah. Was it um, – when you heard those comments that last week about these guys are laterally slow, physically weak, and the nation reacts, oh, my God, I can't believe he said this. And then, he, you know, he changes the story three times, and that's what he does. But it, it, it's, it's, he was talking to his players, wasn't he? I mean, was that, I mean that's what it seemed to me the, that he was trying to do. But I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You know him well. What, what do you think he was trying to do? And, and it, is any of it different than the way he did it here? You know um... – I would have taken it as a compliment. He didn't just call him slow. Like, if he calls me just slow versus laterally slow, at least there's some level of quickness in there because you got to be <laughs> specific. But, no, I think um, it's coach. And if you're around coach or if you play for him for any amount of time, you realize sometimes you, you can't uh, take the message the way it seems on the surface level. Um, he has a different way of motivating guys, but – um, you know that with Coach, and you know how competitive he is. Uh, I laughed at the comments. I thought it was kind of funny, uh, having been through it myself. But you, you get those from time to time from Coach B, and um, and that's how it goes. But he can he can flip it, man, like a light switch and just get you to really believe in how you've prepared. I think that's, that's the one thing I'll say about Coach is he always has you feeling incredibly confident because you're prepared. You feel like you've watched all the film you can. You've drilled everything. And as long as you go out there and play well, you're going to have a great chance to win. And regardless of what he says in the media or ways he tries to motivate you, you kind of when your back's against the wall or when there's moments like St. John's has had in the last couple of weeks, he is so good at being able to just turn things around like the snap of the fingers. Yeah, I mean, what, so what What was it like? There were, there were some celebrities there. There was a guy from The Sopranos. What was the vibe like there? What was the environment? Um. Well, the the who's the, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name, but the the agent that's always got the fedora on seemed at the end of the NFL season to just be on TV nonstop as the oh, most uh, looking person of all time. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Chase. These Devito's agent. Yeah, the Devito for the yeah. for the Giants. So he he had a like a green jacket on, black fedora, sitting kind of dead across from me, um, and I think people were like just infatuated with him being at the game, but. Uh, I didn't notice a ton of celebrities. It's just, you know, the whole Patino family was there. For some reason, it felt like they knew this was going to be a big game and that they were going to play well. Um, I wish Richard had been able to make it, but I don't know if you saw their game against Air Force. Oh, oh, tough bad. loss. Yeah, even though he had a week off, I felt like 
Uh, he probably made the right choice in not coming to that one, but uh, I'm pretty sure I took his seat. So I guess it worked <laughs> out for me. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But, yeah, no, the game was awesome. And where we sat, it was interesting because I'm, I'm looking at Ryan Patino sitting next to me, and he's like, sometimes I hate these seats because coach wants to come over here and talk to you about what's going on in the game, and you have nothing to say. And I'm like, what do you – you know, as we're starting the game, I'm like, I have nothing to say. What do you mean? And the game's going on, and he would be coaching through a possession and turn around and say, these guys, they, they play defense for three minutes, and then they don't play defense, and then they won't get out on the fast break. And you literally have nothing to say back to him in that moment. He's just so into the game. It's so Coach P. Uh, but I thought he was a mastermind in, in terms of how he was a tactician out there, his subbing. Um, you just saw the whole game plan developing. Even things like you know, when he's putting that second unit in there – and it's right around the probably 12-minute mark in the second half, and you see he's giving his his first guys this run or this break in order to get ready for that last seven or eight-minute stretch, and it just played out so perfectly. Once that first group got back in there, it was so steadying for their team, and then they were able to ride it uh, to a pretty comfortable win. So it was just really, really fun to watch, even the way he's coming out of timeouts and drawing up different sets. They gave him good looks. It seemed like every time it was it was just really fun to watch. A lot of energy in the building. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's great. And then he turns around. I mean, so even if you don't have anything to say, I, mean, I can understand Ryan. But even you, like, he, does he just yell that just so like he's got to yell at someone? This information, the thought in his head. Yeah, I, I feel like he gets tired of yelling at Stevie Mass enough times, so he just turns. <laughs> he's gonna say it to us too, just to make Somebody's sure everybody's got a got a taste at what the. Uh, what the huddles are like, but no, he was yeah. he was great the whole time, and uh, you know, I, obviously, I'm gonna be a fan of wherever coach goes. But late in that game, the energy's there; they're making big plays, and I don't know, coach is really good about not celebrating before the game's over, but with about 20 seconds left, getting to give him a big hug, and uh, just to see that win was man it was really awesome. And then, like I said, having so many of the Patinos there that have been there. Uh, through the years you know I've known that family for a long time now and um, I haven't done an exchange program yet where I've gone to uh, Richard and Rick and said all right here's your Minnesota gear here's your Iona gear trade (laughs) in for the next team but that's probably happening next yeah I would say so for Richard you can bet on it I'm just curious I mean it's it's a college game it's a pro arena everybody around here knows who you are did anybody there recognize hey that's a guy that was MOP for for Coach P did anybody know who you were uh none of the St. John's people but there's um a lot of people that I recognize and saw from the old Louisville days uh that I got to say hello to and um, hang out with a little bit before and after, and and that that part was a lot of fun. But no, uh, New York yeah. City, Luke Hancock is uh, absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> well, what about I, Wednesday up in Indy? You gonna you gonna go back up there tomorrow night? See, catch a catch uh, one in the Eagle? Yeah, yeah. First off, just an awesome college basketball venue. If you've never been. Um, where Butler plays at Hinkle is is a lot of fun. I went to Iona, Alabama in the uh, NCAA tournament a few years ago uh, to support Coach. And so got a small crew going up there. Uh, I'm going to meet up with Ryan Patino and some of the guys again. Um, Wednesday should be a lot of fun. It's a late one, but uh, mm-hmm. like I said, it's, uh, it's an awesome college basketball venue, and hopefully they keep the momentum going off that Creighton game. 
Uh, absolutely. Well, I'll get you out of here on, on this, Luke. I mean, obviously, you just spent a lot of time watching these ACC teams. Do you, what do you think in terms of it, which teams do you think can, can make a run in the NCAA tournament? Who would you put on the list of teams that can do it? Well, I think Duke and Carolina are the easy choices. Um, when you see them play like Carolina did yesterday, maybe not great on defense, but you're also playing a really hungry Miami team, and you see what R.J. Davis was able to do. He plays Virginia and their team scores 54 points. He's one for 14. He did score 12 points. He got a lot from the free throw line, but he was one for 14. And then you follow that game up and you score 42 points and you put yourself in, in rare air and uh, Carolina lore with uh, with the way he did it, too. Uh, just looked really good. I thought Duke had, was playing as good as anybody in the country. Um, Wake Forest needed that big win, and that game was awesome. But um, those two teams, for sure, I think Wake can really score it. So if they get the right matchup, they can be right there. And then, you know, Virginia, I know nobody's going to like this as far as, hey, can they make a run because they are really struggling on the offensive end. But at the same time, if Isaac McNeely gets hot or Jake Groves is able to knock down some shots and they can kind of open up the offense a little bit, the style of play is really tough. And I think one thing, just following the NCAA tournament the way I have the last few years, whether it's Miami last year or um, the way Carolina and Duke made it to the Final Four the year before, sometimes matchups and just style is so important. Uh, and Virginia does have a unique style, so right matchups, they can make a run as well. And Clemson, uh, I said, Clemson can really shoot it, and they're tough on the inside. they got four bigs. They're big and physical. Clemson could definitely make a run. I said last question, but i, I got to ask you about the biggest story going around, almost even in sports, is this issue of, of court storming. Uh, we saw there in Wake Forest. What, what do you have, have you either heard a solution that you like that would deter it, or what do you think about it? Yeah, I, I don't want to deter it completely. Uh, I think a solution would be maybe 10 seconds. Um, it's kind of crazy to me. I, I heard or saw John Curry's uh, statement after the AD at Wake Forest saying, we appreciate John Shire's comments. We need to work towards a solution. They were totally unprepared. Um, that, that was kind of weird to me because they were favored in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I felt like, you know, at this point in the season, you need a big win. You're on the bubble that the whole place was going to be rocking. I, I just figured they'd be more prepared. Um, I'd like 10 seconds. You know, you, you don't have to sprint mm-hmm. off the floor if there's just a 10-second wait. Um, but I, I think you got to give the players time to get off. And then it, somehow we got to make it known that fans, you have to avoid the other team's players. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch the video from the overhead angle, maybe Flip felt threatened. I don't know. But his, he's got a leg out and he's pushing, you know, the, the guy who's mm-hmm. running in front of him. Should he have been in that situation? You can obviously say no, that, that he shouldn't have even had someone near him. Uh, so I think there should be a delay there, but I think it's part of what makes college sports so special. Um, the fashion, the, the passion that fans have, not the fashion, the, the passion that fans <laughs> have uh, in the college atmosphere is, is unmatched. Like, you don't get that, you know, with, with five games or so left in the regular season in the NBA. Um, yeah. That's why we love it. And I hope they don't completely get away from it. And I've never been on the positive side of a court storming. I've only been on the side where, you know, we were a top five team and, and got the court stormed on us. So um, Duke's going to feel like they don't want him anymore. Kansas is too. I thought the, the list of coaches that came out to be really uh, vocal about it, they're getting the court stormed on them. They're never getting a court storming. So um, I try and realize, you know, part of what makes our game special is that passion and just give them a little time. Just give them 10 seconds and get them off the floor. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, who was who did you get stormed again? Or who's who? Was it Nova. I was trying to think of which team that was. I know Villanova. 
Um, but I, I was trying to think of the next one. I'm pretty sure it was when we lost those three games in a row. Um, so was that we, like we got number season? one in the country for half a second? Was it was it Notre Dame after the multiple overtime game? They didn't storm, did they? Yeah, they, they, yeah, you're right. They did. Uh, they did a court storming as well. And that game, man, it was like two hours worth of overtime. I just wanted to get out of there and got all the Irish coming after you. It was it was rough, but again, like you know, Filipowski's seven feet tall. He's 240 pounds, and and you know he's he's got beat up by this little guy running off the floor or running on the floor. I just, yeah. if, if you just avoid it a little bit or you, you know, maybe he's frustrated because of that last turnover and the emotions of the game, but I just thought it was a, a weird situation. And like I said, you give them just a little time, they can get off the floor. All right, Luke, well, uh, you'll be on with Ennis today or uh, what's your what's, uh, schedule? I actually got ACC network duties today. Okay. So I have a couple half times. Um, Clemson picking right. should be a big one. Pitts, Pitts trying to get themselves into the uh, conversation. you got to put yourself in position to be in position at this point. Yeah. All right, Luke, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Talk soon. There you go. Uh, Luke Hancock with us here. It's nice to have that resource. Just call MOP, who was up hanging out with Rick at the Garden. and Just call up the yeah. most outstanding player from the 2013 National Championship because yeah. he got it back from Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> I am still surprised that like no college basketball fans necessarily would, would recognize him. But I mean, maybe I shouldn't. I mean, what I know you know all other i would think there'd be someone that, if chris jenkins walked into the yeah room, you're right you know, i wouldn't know what he looks and he like. hit a game winner you're right you know <laughs> but if i if chris jenkins walked in and and he, it was wait he was villanova right yeah, yeah it, so if i walked in and we were somewhere where jay wright was coaching there now I, you might i would think then down. those somebody would other than the minorities they probably just thought he was kyle <laughs> Such a great line. So true. <laughs> oh, it's great. All right. We'll continue along. Two six. Like, I mean, I loved it when you got teed up at uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, that was Kyle. That was Kyle. Yeah, yeah. How about when I hit three threes? You know, <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. When he got, which I still believe is the most points on the fewest shots ever for an right. MOP. You look at his stat line from those damn uh, NCAA tournament games, you're like, wait, where's where's the rest of his right. shots? He didn't no, just... Luke was amazing in the Final Four. Wichita State and Michigan, both those games, yeah. he was incredible. Uh, he took, uh, again, I just don't think it's appreciated enough, he attempted, he had six field goal attempts. 20 points. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, 22 points on uh, six field goal attempts. It's impossible. <laughs> that's the it's impossible. So that's let's see, six there, and then in the semifinal, um, he had come doing the box score from Ken Palm. So forgive me my slowness right. here. He had nine attempts there, and he had twenty points. Yes. So fifteen attempts and forty-two points. Did I have that right? Probably has to be the most efficient final four. Of all time. has to be. There's no way anybody's. <laughs> There's no one ever been more. It's unbelievable. So, all right, we'll continue along here. Um, as again, uh, I'm in my clean home thanks to the uh, folks over at uh, Made Pro. They came came by Friday, and Max was stunned when he came home. I was like, "Here, you're going to be in for a little bit of a shock. It's going to be very clean, and people are there cleaning it." And he came. He's like, "Dad, look at the basement." Unbelievable. I can't believe it. Um, find all the stuff. <laughs> it's like, man, there's dog hair everywhere. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's um, 
you know, for our um, that's what they did uh, for me. And they can do a few madepro.com uh, also. Um, here at the house, I'm protected by uh, Vector Security. I got the cameras. I got, uh, you know, the monitoring. And if you are someone who has thought about, um, you know, I don't know, I, at this point, you pretty much in this world, you need to have cameras, man. You know what's going on in and around your home. Uh, so at Vector, they're going to give you a free doorbell cam and uh, install it for you uh, for free when you mention ESPN Louisville. That'll get you started. Then you're going to want some coverage on the front of your house, the back of your house, by the porch. Um, it's, it's great to, to know and, and be safe. And, um, you know, if anything ever happens, you got footage of it. Uh, it's, it's Vector uh, Security, formerly ADS, formerly Mid-America, now Vector Security. Got to mention us. You'll get that deal. And uh, when you do that, they'll know who's talking about them right here. All right, hour number three, we'll do trivia. Phones aren't going to work starting at 9 o'clock, Chase, so that's at least the plan. So uh, we'll continue along. Dean's 9th, Rendell, ESPN 680.